All right. Hello. Here we are. Welcome to Dark Alignment. This is season two, episode five. I am Brittany, or at Britt underscore Oakley on Instagram. And I am Aruka Rose, at Aruka Rose on Instagram. (laughs) Yes, and we're a true crime slash astrology podcast, so uh, we talk a little bit about Aster things, we talk about some murder things. Uh, (laughs) It's like a beautiful marriage of these Mm -hmm. two concepts together. Works quite well. It does, yeah. Um, So last time... It was our holiday mashup episode with Astral Chat Podcast. It was a good fucking time. Uh, if you did not, it was so fun. Yes, it <laughs> so. was the most fun ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, love you, Brittany and Courtney. You girls are amazing. Uh, so if you didn't catch that, go back and check it out. Fucking awesome times. Um, and then before that, we covered Albert Fish, which was terrifying. So um, <laughs> very terrifying. It was a lot. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you guys wanted it. Um, <laughs> today we're doing a little bit, something a little bit different, um, but also, before that, like, follow, subscribe, do all the things, we're on all, all things. the platforms. Get on the platforms, get us on them, on yours. Put on us it. on your on platforms, <laughs> is that, no. Um, <laughs> but seriously, uh, show us some love on there, interact with us on Instagram and all the things, uh, and then if you like us do Patreon because we have extra bonus mm-hmm. content every time we release an episode. Mm-hmm. So if you want some extra shit, uh, you know, there's no minimum, there's no uh, specifics. Just nope. Whatever you want to contribute, go for it, and you'll get extra stuff. You'll get extra stuff. So okay. Now, without further ado, the episode today that we are covering. This is a hip hop themed episode. We are doing another heavy hitter. We're actually we're going into the music industry. We're we're uh, making our way into the music industry. It's mm-hmm. pretty it's pretty <laughs> fantastic. So far it's going great. Um, <laughs> uh, but we are actually going to be doing two victims uh, again. Mm-hmm. And we have not done a victim, I believe, since our first episode, The Black Dahlia. Which and is great. Yes. The audio is a little eh. I mean it was our but first. The content one. is A plus plus. And also we didn't have a name yet, so that's good times too. If you want classic shit. <laughs> Our big debut. Uh, that really was a great chart. Um, mm-hmm. But we are going to be covering Biggie and Tupac today. So the fucking very controversial murders of these two amazing hip-hop artists. So uh, I guess we'll go ahead and just get into it. Go for it. So my sources, Wikipedia, because of course, um, the movie Notorious uh, the Biggie and Tupac documentary on Amazon Prime Video. Check it out. It's really fucking good. Um, and then countless stories I've heard over the years as a fan. So I just had a lot of exposure to this case, which is why it's like I had a lot of fun doing the research um, and kind of diving a little bit deeper than some of the things that I just kind of knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but an overview, most people kind of already know about this story, unless you're pretty young. I know like a lot of younger people may not have known about like, you know, 90s rap culture. Mm-hmm. Or I did not. Um, a, I knew a little bit. Like I knew their names and I'd heard some of the songs you showed me earlier, yes. but like it didn't really. Yeah, it just didn't, it didn't quite resonate. It wasn't quite your era, I guess. Mm-hmm. So A little but, bit off. Just a little bit. Uh, So these were two of the biggest rappers on the scene in the late 90s, and they were both mysteriously shot and killed six months apart, Um, and they were known East Coast, West Coast rivals, uh, and their murders were both never solved, as I mentioned, and uh, they both left behind a lot of great music that people still listen to a lot today. It's still in, like, movies, still very fucking relevant, and it's also, like, there's still a lot of speculation over what exactly happened here, Mm -hmm. so... 
Um, trigger warning. We're going to talk about murder and shit. So here we go. Um, so we're going to start with Tupac. Okay. So we're going to kind of go in the order of like how they came up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go too into detail about their lives because we have a lot of heavy chart mm-hmm. stuff for this episode. Amy's going to be doing a I, I set up five charts. Fuck, yeah. She's gonna you don't need to know what they are just yet, but we, we got five charts. Yeah, some really good shit coming up. So we're going to try to get through the story. Just there's so much to this case. Um, I could never cover it in its entirety. So please mm-hmm. check out uh, some of the great documentaries I mentioned at the beginning. So Tupac, this was his real name, but he wasn't born with this name actually his mom changed it when he was a baby like an infant uh she wanted to give him a stronger name Mm -hmm. which is kind of fucking rad i like that she was like no no we need to do this yeah it's like as a parent i feel like that would be really cool Mm -hmm. like i'm not a parent but if i were and i was like reconsidering the Mm -hmm. name like Mm -hmm. this is this isn't working for me let's Mm -hmm. just redo it real quick before they get used to it Mm -hmm. (laughs) i see uh, a lot of value in that um, but he was an American rapper, songwriter, and an actor towards the end of his career. And he's still considered by a lot of people to be one of the most influential rappers of all time because his music was always noted for addressing social issues, particularly of like suburban areas and inner cities. Uh, so that was really important to him all throughout his career. And that was something that like when we were listening to their music earlier, I was telling Amy, I was like, it's just like a difference in the vibe. It's a difference in kind of the style between Biggie and Tupac. Really, um, though? It's very, like, you know, Tupac's very street, and you feel it, and it's, like, I think it's why he's just so powerful, Mm -hmm. Um, but he got his big break in 1991. He released his first solo album in 1992, Um, and at the time, he, like, um, told the media he wanted to rap about the things that affected young black males, so um, he talks about feeling really misunderstood. He was, like, a voice of the people, considered a symbol of resistance and activism against inequality. So he was a really beloved figure mm-hmm. um, by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as he came up in the rap game, he became heavily involved in the whole East Coast, West Coast hip-hop rivalry. So by 1995, he's one of the biggest rap names in the industry, and I fucking love his music. Um, mm-hmm. I personally, my top two songs, mm-hmm. Picture Me Rollin'. I love to lip sync that one. It's a good time. Uh, I'll share that. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, Ambitions as a writer. And that is how it is spelled. I'm pronouncing it. Ambitions has a Z at the end. Um, you know, it's a great song. Uh, so anyway, we're going to segue into talking about Biggie a little bit because fun fact, they were actually friends uh, yeah. in the beginning. So this section I have entitled Frenemies. So in 1983, 1984... Biggie did a lot of guest verses on some popular hip-hop singles before releasing his album. So when he was doing that, he would like crash at Tupac's place sometimes when he was in L.A. And uh, when he was in New York, Tupac would go to Brooklyn and like hang out with Biggie and his crew. Very so cool. yeah, it's not a rivalry like okay. in this at this point. Like we've got two young um, like superstars on the rise. They're getting along just fine. But then some shit went down. So this is like where everything fell apart. Mm-hmm. Um Three men tried to rob Tupac at gunpoint one time when he was oh leaving the recording studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tupac was shot for resisting this. And uh, he recovered. And then he publicly accused Puffy, Diddy, whatever, you know, Puff mm-hmm. Daddy. He's had a lot of names. I actually don't know which one <laughs> is the current name. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know in the comments. <laughs> if you're on YouTube, you can let us know. Um, but, like, he accused Puffy and Biggie of setting him up. And that's, like, everything fucking crashed and burned around this time. Tupac was also in trouble for a lot of other crimes. 
um, which is not great. He, like, one of that was, like, sexual assault, gun charges. Mm-hmm. He ended up serving time in prison for this, actually. And um, once he was arrested, though, this is where our, our friend uh, Suge Knight comes in. He was signed uh, with Suge Knight from Death Row Records. We had a moment where Amy was mm. trying to pronounce his name. It was good times. We we entertained a lot of uh, pronunciations. You know how I do. You know I just say <laughs> different versions of the same word. I'm going to say and... it all the ways until it's right. <laughs> yep. One of them's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them are wrong. One of them's right. <laughs> so, as long as I'm right at some point, you know, there's a difference between um, accuracy and uh, what's the other word? I um, <laughs> Accuracy and things that aren't as accurate. Things that are almost Precision accurate. and accuracy. Oh. <laughs> I was not Are not the same. Okay. I agree with that 100% actually. That is beautiful. Things um, you learn with a science degree. Mm, precision is like, feels like a style to me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so he signs with Shug Knight from Death Row Records and they really fucking hated Diddy or Puffy or, you know, with Bad Boy Records. Uh-huh. Uh, they actually dissed each other on song lyrics and on stage performances. So Shug. This isn't fucking going great. Uh, and it was like a constant back and forth. So it was mm-hmm. very much like public rivalry. Like they were slamming each other where it's like getting people riled up. People were talking about it. Yeah. Social media wasn't a thing back then. Right. I can't so fucking imagine. It was all just media headlines. Like, right. right. And like it was more of like a lot of word of mouth and like mm-hmm. seeing performances mm-hmm. played back and shit and like just word getting around uh so fucking lots of intense shit publicly like dissing each other and now we're gonna get into the actual murder of Tupac so we kind of built the tension led up to this like fallen friendship or whatever Mm -hmm. um so on the night of September 7th 1996 Tupac was in Las Vegas to celebrate his business partner's birthday. So he's there, like, having a good time out. Okay. They go to a Mike Tyson fight, which sounds like a good fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to be a part of that. And uh, Suge Knight is with him. So after the fight, Tupac leaves in a black SUV with Suge Knight driving. So he's in the front passenger right. seat. Um, and then at about 11.15 p.m., while sitting at a red light, a white Cadillac sedan pulled up to the passenger side and shots were fired directly into the vehicle. Um, so Tupac was hit four times. He was hit once in the arm, once in the thigh, and twice in the chest. And mm. one bullet went into his right lung. So this is a, a like a fucking definitely intentional wow. yeah. hit targeted. It's very seems very much like directed um, mm-hmm. at him. Um, and allegedly, this part is nuts. You're going to like this part. We talk about last words a lot. Yeah. Like so this. I know you're going to get ready. You're going to enjoy <laughs> this right, part. Right. So allegedly, uh, this is not like, confirmed mm-hmm. by a lot of sources. It is confirmed by some. I like to think this is correct because uh, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, so allegedly, an officer on the scene asked him, who shot you? And he responded, fuck you. <laughs> It makes me feel good. Um, <laughs> so those are supposedly his last words. And I like... That'd be great. I, I actually really love it. And I would like that's so... Mm-hmm. It's just fucking... I love it. Like choice words AF. I like it too. Yeah, great. I'm a fan. Um, so he's rushed to the hospital at this time. He's placed on life support, but he died of respiratory failure. And that led to cardiac arrest six days after the shooting. So that's fucking terrible. Just... Yeah, and people, like, made comments, too, of, like, him being in the hospital, like, they're going to come finish him off, or, you know, like, just kind of, like, I yeah. can't imagine the tension and, like, how that felt. 
um, like by his inner circle and shit, like around the hospital room. You know, it just yeah. feels really intense. Uh, but Shugnai also went to the hospital that night. He was released the following day. He had some minor injuries. Um, and he actually did not speak to police or anyone about the incident for several days. Um, and when he was questioned by the police, he uh, was not fucking helpful. He said that he heard something but saw nothing. <laughs> like, whoa. Um, so a spokesman for the officers said that his statement did nothing to fucking help the investigation, right. obviously. Yeah. They had no leads. No one was cooperating with them. And that's oh the thing. When you're talking about, like, mm-hmm. gang violence and rivalry shit, like, nobody is talking to the fucking cops. That's the last thing you do. Like, that's not how things are settled. Like, Mm-mm. it's no wonder these cases are still unsolved. Like, nobody's fucking talking. So, okay, that's... Horrible murder number one. We're going to move into the next one. So we're going to talk now about Christopher Wallace, or better known as Biggie, Biggie Smalls, Notorious B.I.G. He had a lot of um, fun nicknames, actually. Uh, So also an American rapper, a songwriter. Mm -hmm. He was not an actor. But, you know, we talked a little bit about him and how, uh, you know, when he was getting started, he did a lot of appearances. Um, he was signed to Diddy's Bad Boy Records in 1993, and everyone mm-hmm. fucking loved him. Like, he had a vibe. <laughs> His voice is fantastic. So if you're super young and, like, don't know who he was, go listen to Big Papa right fucking now. Because it's, like, just such a vibe. I feel like it's just so kind of encompasses mm-hmm. him. It's like his biggest song. So pause this real quick. Um, <laughs> go check it out if you've never heard it. Like just, I feel like you should get the vibe from both of them like mm-hmm. going into it. I feel like it's, like do you feel like that was helpful? It was, yeah, to hear that song, yeah, because I had a joke with what my friend, like, when we were young about that song. So oh, like, really? Oh, that song, yeah. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. I like that it's, like, still relevant. That makes me really happy. <laughs> um, it always, like, makes me think of, like, what is it, 10 Things I Hate About You? I think. I don't know if I can see did. that or not. Or, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go kill myself. Because <laughs> I, 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 I have it, it rated, like, PG-13. Yes. It? And I was not allowed to watch it. <laughs> holy shit holy shit holy shit i'm dead um so i'm gonna be sending you home with that dvd don't worry everyone okay. amy will see 10 things i hate about you like i know all the people my age are probably like, what the fuck is happening right i now? wanted to say, i think i want i don't think I if Brittany and courtney are listening they're losing their minds right now like <laughs> um amazing a long list of movies i was like just a little too young for that is super funny like age gap party okay so anyway his voice is, like, really unique and smooth. Uh, Biggie has a very cool vibe. And uh, when Tupac was shot, mm-hmm. Biggie and everyone from Bad Boy Records were, of course, immediately suspected of being somehow involved. Like, they were the first ones looked at. Um, and, of course, Biggie publicly denies this. He actually had evidence to show that he was recording music in New York on the night of Tupac's murder. Or not murder. He wasn't. He, his shooting. Mm-hmm. Technically, it was a murder. But I'm getting very deep into technicalities here. Uh, as I mentioned, he passed six days after the shooting. But, yeah, that night, Biggie supposedly was in New York and the shooting happened in Vegas. So uh, there's no way he could be tied to anything formally. So, um, when he was talking about the friendship they used to have, Biggie said that he was not involved in the initial armed robbery that caused the big riff. But, it's quite a coincidence mm-hmm. um, that Tupac was in the same New York recording studio as him when the whole thing went down. They were in the same place at the same time when he was robbed. So, um, 
it's like honestly you I probably a lot think, of coincidences, I probably though. think the same fucking thing you know if I'm yeah. in the studio like I would probably assume that as well I feel like that's not far-fetched to make that assumption mm-hmm. in under those circumstances doesn't mean that is correct yeah um but it like it's a very obvious like assumption to make mm-hmm. um, but regardless like the heat was on and the rivalry was so intense like of course people were gonna suspect everybody um, in Biggie's camp mm-hmm. you know so right. Now we're going to get to the death of Biggie Smalls. So we're going to fast forward now to March 9th, um, 1997. So we're six months after Tupac was fatally shot and killed at a red light. And then an eerily similar event took place. Uh, Another fucking coincidence, you know? On the night of his murder... Biggie attended the Soul Train Awards. Again, sounds like a good fucking time. Like, and then they went to an after party, as you do. Very normal. Like, uh, everyone kind of left all at once, too. Um, That's kind of like an entourage thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there was a lot of traffic. The streets were, like, packed with people. It wasn't, like, an empty street sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So even though it was around 12.45 a.m., like, there were lots of people out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Biggie's truck is stopped at a red light. And guess what happens next? Weird. (laughs) Let's see. Um, It's going to be a very deja vu thing because now we have a black Chevy Impala pulling up next to his truck and an unidentified African-American man dressed in a blue suit and bow tie, which is very specific, um, rolls down his window and opens fire. So, Biggie's fucking shot. He was rushed to Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, and he could not be saved. So, just 30 minutes after um, the whole incident, he was pronounced dead at 1.15 a.m. He was only 24 years old. Like, Tupac was 25. So, you have two very young, fucking Mm -hmm. talented up-and-comers with, like, so... I mean, they were just both hitting their peak and, like, had so much fucking ahead of them. And it was a big blow to, like, the entire hip-hop community. It was just a blow to, like, the whole industry and, like, all the things um, that fucking ensued after this were a lot of controversy. So we're going to get into this, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. who the fuck is Suge Knight. That was one of the things that, like... Mm-hmm. A lot of people who aren't familiar with this like, story, yeah, maybe, I didn't know who it was. Yeah, maybe have not heard of him. Like everybody, I feel like knows who Puffy is, but maybe a lot of people don't know who uh, Shook Knight is. Mm-hmm. So um, this guy feels like a fucking problem right out the gate to me. Um, he was the co-founder and CEO of Death Row Records, and he worked with artists like Dre and Snoop while they were coming up. So that's pretty fucking cool. Um, but they both got the fuck out after Tupac was killed. So that was smart. I am, like, kind of on the fence of whether Suge Knight is, like, complete garbage or not. I'm just not <laughs> sure. Like, a lot of other things mm-hmm. outside of this case indicate yes. But, you know, um, I'm ready to hear his chart, actually. <laughs> so, Here we go. Um, it kind of mm-hmm. seems like he was a good friend to Tupac. Like, he paid his bail and helped take care of his family while Tupac was in jail. And he, like, signed him to a record label mm-hmm. while he was still incarcerated. Um, but then, of course, this is another point people make is, like, Tupac was a moneymaker. Like, mm. there was something in it for him, you know? Like, it's not like it was a selfless act, necessarily. Right. Um, but Suge Knight has also been in and out of jail for various reasons. He was the one who really had the beef um, with Biggie and everybody and, like, Bad Boy Records. Mm-hmm. And he was the one who made, like, a ton of public slams against the East Coast label. So it seems like a plausible theory that maybe, like, Suge Knight was involved and that Biggie's death was, like, revenge killing is a common mm-hmm. theory. 
Um, and then the two events are just too fucking similar yeah. to deny <laughs> any sort of relation or connection. Like, there just isn't any solid proof. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of proof that Suge Knight isn't a great human because he's currently in prison for voluntary manslaughter. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But, like, more theories. So the common denominator in both cases is Suge Knight. Um, mm-hmm. There's a shit ton of fascinating conspiracy theories. But, like, I'm sure. <laughs> The first version of the story is, like, Suge Knight allegedly had Tupac killed before he could cut ties with his label. So, apparently, he was going to leave Death Row Records. I'm not sure uh, that this theory is great, but it's, like, interesting um, that Suge Knight was barely injured. You know, yeah, and Tupac was hit five fucking times. Um, and also, another point to this is Suge Knight would have still been the one to profit from any music released after Tupac's death, in this case, which, mm. um, that would have been a significant, yeah. you know, thing. And yeah, also, if this was really, like, set up by Bad Boy Records, as mm-hmm. people kind of suggest, wouldn't Suge Knight be the main target? You know, is, or, right. is it like, it's like, or is it kind of like going after a symbol? That, either way, it, like, seems really plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rumor has it that he conspired to kill Biggie right after to divert attention from himself in Tupac's murder. Mm-hmm. So another theory uh, in the documentary, the one that is on Amazon that I mentioned, Biggie and Tupac. Um, so this other theory stems from interviews with an ex-detective on the case. Mm-hmm. His name was Russell Poole, and he claimed that the LAPD conspired to cover up Suge Knight's conspiracy to kill Tupac and Biggie. So... He suspected that other officers had worked directly with Suge Knight to kill mm-hmm. Biggie. And, of course, like, speaking up about this did not go well. Like, he was um, he was forced out of the department. Mm-hmm. And when he brought the information to his supervisors, like, he was immediately reprimanded. Uh, and, like, yeah, given the boot, like, not having that. Like, so hey, it yeah. turns out his fellow officers had been working side jobs as bodyguards for Suge Knight and mm-hmm. his record label. So they had a lot of, like, ties um, and it's just kind of like a lot of like suspicion that officers were bribed to set up Biggie's murder and like help cover it up. And it, I don't know, nothing surprises me anymore. So I don't fucking know. Um, and there are also, this is my favorite theory. Number one favorite that Tupac faked his own death and is still alive today. And this theory <laughs> doesn't hold up at all, but I still really fucking want it to but, be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah. like a lot of that too is from like some of his song lyrics because he does make a lot of he comments. like that? Yes. He had like a, mm. um, like Machiavelli was like very much a persona that he took on a lot. And he would talk about like his return and coming back. Like he totally, he talked about, he that like, could be so cool. He foreshadowed his own death in a lot of ways too. Wow. So I was like, when people started really reading into his music there, that's where that theory came from was actually from mm-hmm. his music. He did come off very prophetic, you know, in the way that he like, performed and everything so i feel that would be amazing if after like fucking all these years if he was still alive i'd be dope as fuck um but y'all that is the basic overview not nitty-gritty story but basic overview of the murders of biggie and tupac so i'm ready to chart it up right now let's chart it up let's chart it up (coughs) (coughs) man we're back (laughs) We are back. We are ready for charts. Um, we've had <gasps> snacks. We've had, uh, Amy's having coffee actively right now. Um, I've definitely had, like, Twizzlers and stuff. 
Um, Evelyn's here now, as we can see. Mm -hmm. uh, she did so good the first half. She was such a good girl. Um, we'll see how she does the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. Are you ready, Evie? Are you ready for charts? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So good. So we have multiple charts. I'm not sure where we want to start. Um, let's start kind of how we did with the story. Let's start with Tupac. Okay. Okay. Just Tupac. Regular chart. I have... These are the charts I have, just so you guys know. I have Tupac's birth, Tupac's death. I have Shuggy... Sh Sh Shuggy Shuggy birthday. Shug night. Shug night. This is great. I like. I'm just gonna. Let you say I have Sugay's birth. Sugay's birthday. <laughs> birth chart. Um, and then I have uh, Biggie's birth and Biggie's death. So there's a lot of combinations we can do here. Um, I didn't really take any notes because it's just a lot. So I'm gonna just gonna try to talk a few minutes about each thing each subject okay. so what kind of stands out immediately to me um yeah all right so first with tupac he's a gemini sun oh uh and an aries moon what mm -hmm. okay this is these were if you didn't catch the crossover episode again those were both my votes for the most poor and unpopular places <laughs> The sun and the moon. And well, I love Tupac, so that's interesting. That's okay. really interesting. I, immediately, it? I was like, holy shit, those were literally mm -hmm. my two votes. Wow. Uh, well, yeah. But he does have the Venus sign that you like. His Venus is Gemini? in Gemini. What? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, interesting. let's see, that's all, we, that's all we did. And we did Risings, but we don't have, oh, yeah, we don't have, we don't have time. a time for him. But we have, do have a time for Biggie. And something right off the bat that's interesting um, Biggie, uh, there's too many names just, for him. I can't. Just hop around. Just hop around. Hmm? Just hop around. Just hop around. Okay. So we're going to walk over to Biggie's so, chart real quick. Mm hmm Okay, so he also is a Gemini. What? Mm -hmm. I actually purposely for this one tried not to like really pay much attention to the dates or anything. And I, I have been trying to leave it out of the story so that that's a surprise to me when Amy presents the astrology mm -hmm. part. Just because, like, now, like, I will it's know immediately to, by seeing the, the birthday, like, what their sign is. So I try, like, not to look at that mm -hmm. when I'm doing research. I try to, like, really skip over it. Mm -hmm. And not retain that. Yeah, yeah, so they're both Gemini Sun. Interesting. Mm -hmm. okay. They're both Gemini Sun. Um, his moon is in Virgo. And they're almost okay. opposite each other. So keep that in mind. Until I'm done. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Keep that so, in mind throughout the whole thing here. So is that they are the same sun sign, and their moons are almost in opposition to each other. Um, like, by a few degrees, they're just barely not. Um, but they're on, obviously, they're not, it's not a full opposition, because it's not um, Aries and Libra. Um, it's Aries and Virgo, but it's almost there. And the by the degree, it's almost there for real. Um, okay. That was one thing that was really okay. interesting. That is really interesting. And, and also, there, a lot of their charts are similar because they're only a year apart. Okay. Um, Tupac is in 71, 1971, and then um, Notorious is in 72. Interesting. Uh, so, like, and they're both the same sign, so pretty much just a year apart for both Everyone's of them. Um, so a lot of the things, like Saturn's in the same sign, you know, like... Um, you know, Uranus, Neptune, they're all around the same places. Um, there's, let's see, I want to look at their north nodes. Okay, their north nodes did go over a cusp, so uh, Biggie's is in Capricorn at the end of Capricorn, and then Tupac's moved into um, 
are still in Aquarius. Okay. So they're they're motivated by similar like they have similar life paths but slightly different like as far as destiny. And that concerned. really shows up too mm-hmm. like in their really life like they like they were coming up around the same time like they're really uh-huh. kind of going in the same place with mm-hmm. music but not exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a small differentiator is like Tupac was getting to acting. Was mm-hmm. it really something that, like they, they they were just mm-hmm. similar but not mm-hmm. you know exact. It's yeah. pretty much what you're describing right. is like you can really mm-hmm. see that. And Tupac getting into acting. Um, I can kind of see that coming through with Folas being in Pisces. It's an extra energy in Pisces there. Pisces can kind of be whatever they desire to be, like whatever they want to be. They can come off in different ways because they can like in embody the different energies really easily. Right. Because uh, they spend so much time exploring all these other energies. I'm and, familiar like, really with this. Res- <laughs> like bringing it like all encompassing um, those energies. Uh, and then also the south node being in Leo. Ooh. Um, okay. Makes, there's like a comfort in self-expression. Like that's what he's used mm-hmm. to. Um, that makes sense. So, that, you know, that makes it easier to be um, an actor having some kind of Leo type of placement because then you're you're ready to perform. Um, also with uh, acting and music and things like that, there's a lot in Gemini, actually. And Gemini, as you know, can be put on different faces for different needs as they as they want to portray themselves to their their little groups and their communities. So I've actually heard a, them. a lot of, like, famous people end up being mm-hmm. Geminis. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, but it's just kind of that persona, like you said, like they mm-hmm. can kind of take on anything. They Gemini adapt, and Sagittarius, can... a lot of. Oh, yeah. yeah. Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. I have. <laughs> Yay. And Billie Eilish. I also found and... out recently that my girl, Anna Nicole Smith, also Sagittarius. Nice. Uh, I love Anna so much. Someday we're going to do her chart because that's definitely, mm-hmm. I think, even though it's not like crime, it falls mm-hmm. into dark alignment. Yeah. A lot, anyway. of, a lot of big musicians, you know, Billie Eilish, yeah. uh, Britney and uh, Miley. And oh, Miley's Miley Sagittarius too. Sagittarius. Awesome. There's She's probably a great. whole bunch more. I'm not thinking of at the moment, obviously. But, I love this. Um, we should do a like a segment like Patreon. We could do or a little. Yeah, on our Patreon, we'll make That'd a cool. music industry video. Ah, uh, yes. Maybe after this. Yes. Uh, let's for do our that. music industry episode. That's good. We're gonna <laughs> stay on theme. We're gonna stay on brand as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. All right. So another thing that's really good for like acting and linguistic type of fame, like if you're gonna have a big career in something where you need to communicate or you need to memorize lines or you need to think on your feet you know um mercury being in gemini where it rules okay is amazing and he does have that oh wow um, so he's like master communicator you yeah see and it's conjunct the sun and it's conjunct series as well which so she's it's like a, a foundation for him you know it's a really comforting That's place for him awesome. to be like that for tupac it's um I'm glad his mom changed his name. She <laughs> fucking felt that from mm-hmm. day one. That's so awesome. That's something I was going to say, too, with the name change. We, I wish we had a birth time because um, I, I bet you his first house, like, that name change is shown somewhere in his uh, first you house. You can see stuff like that? Yeah, like kind of yeah you can definitely see stuff like that. That's but I, cool. I can't, I don't think I can figure out where it would be. 
What if he's like without... a Leo rising? Like, I want to speculate. Like, what do you have a vibe? <laughs> oh, like, based off what you're guess. already seeing? Like, I we, need to, we, we don't pull know. Up his but... picture, maybe. Oh, um... you don't know what they look like either. <laughs> Holy shit! I forget that. Like, because when I I have a specific image that comes to mind when I think of I have no image. So uh, it's like one where he has the bandana tied around the front. Uh-huh. And he's kind of looking at. Him. I can't remember if it's an album cover, but it's a very oh, something specific... charismatic. Maybe a Libra rising. Ooh, or like... I could see that because he's or so. Maybe... Light. Like, maybe Aquarius rising. Okay, like, a couple of these like pictures, I just kind of get an Aquarius vibe. But Actually, then some of them are really... so heartwarming. Some of these expressions on these these pictures, mm-hmm. he just seems very like like to soften that Aries moon. Like it kind of feels like there is maybe a Libra quality. To yeah, it that kind of makes it a little and bit... the Gemini energy too. Like yeah. he, he has a Gemini face, but not. Not like a Gemini rising face. Um, hmm, I'm wondering. I, his I face know. isn't really round enough to be like a Cancer rising. I um, love the facial characteristics and stuff. I've actually just started really studying that I think a little maybe bit. It's, it's so maybe cool. a Sag rising. I don't know. Um, There's a lot of speculation. What do you guys think is not getting uh, a Scorpio his rising? No. Or uh-uh. maybe Pisces though. Maybe know. Pisces rising. All right, so I've eliminated some of them, uh, but... I love it. I like the... I like... Um, looking at all the different options because I can mm-hmm. see all of those. Like, mm-hmm. but like now Pisces that you mentioned that I could see that too because it's like mm-hmm. an influencer and it's like really, you know, it comes off very prophetic mm-hmm. and like I yeah, said prophetic. that about him as I was talking about him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I feel like if he wanted to like be a pastor, he could have. <laughs> I feel like he had that like kind mm-hmm. of energy, like he really people listened to what he said. Oh, I could totally see. So that. I feel like maybe that mm-hmm. could have been like if his. I don't know, something were different. Like, if that had been how he chose to express himself, if he had not mm-hmm. found, like, music, I don't know, like, spoken word, like, I feel huh. like that was really... And with the uh, Gemini Mercury, that makes sense, too. Oh, yeah. Gemini Mercury, he, you're able to, able to really, really think quickly on your feet, I be witty. This. And, um... This is so cool. You know, if you're going to memorize lines <laughs> for stuff, if you're going to have to, like... Yeah, your his mind is on his side. His mind is, like, part of his his like whole personality because it's so it's conjunct the sun like that and it's yeah. in the same sign and um that makes it a lot easier for him to kind of like flow like that and I then like venus it. being in uh gemini as well mm-hmm. adds a lot of like care and value to himself and what he enjoys um so that's really great too a lot of a lot big uh, like gemini this. stellium for him uh saturn is almost there it's in taurus um, I want to compare that to Biggie. Okay, yeah, let's kind of move over to Biggie. I'm kind of going back and forth just because I want to. I, I, I went wanna, go I back wanna... and forth in the story too, so mm-hmm. they, they cross over True. a lot. So I True. feel like that's kind of the flow of how the story tells. It's funny that's how you're feeling <laughs> the vibe of the chart, because mm-hmm. um, I felt like it needed to be told the way I structured it, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. Um, yeah, because normally, yeah, you, I think it made sense. Yeah, this is good. So it's it's flowing, it's flowing. <laughs> yeah, just going with the flow. Because part of it is I just really want to accentuate how many similarities and like interesting things they have. That's cool. Um, because their case is so similar. Right, everything that happened was their and, and their charts similar. are very similar. That's so crazy. And there's a, there's a lot of similarities going on. Um, like they probably had a lot of synchronicities between each other that they maybe weren't even aware of. Right. Um, this reminds me of my coworker and she's got this friend who, uh, they started talking. He lives in another state, but it'd be like 
all these random synchronicities, right? Okay, like, yeah. Like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go make some cereal at like 7 p.m. at night or whatever. And he'd be like, oh, I just made cereal. You know, like so stuff ra- like that. Yeah, just like um, he probably. And I looked at their charts, and they were a year apart, like this too. Wow. I think they were a year apart. It feels like uh, almost like it the was, same timeline, but slightly yep. adjusted. Yep, like it's exactly. Like just a little tweak in the timeline <laughs> can like. That's uh-huh. right. And I, I did like a little thing, and then I was like, there is so much in common. I wrote out all the conjunctions <sighs> and all the things, and it, I said, this is not like, it'd be different if you guys were um, like born very close to each other right. the same year. Right. Like, but to I have, have, a, a, have a long time difference and still have so many things in common like right. this on, on the chart, too, like it's really going to show manifest in your life like a lot. Like I have a childhood friend uh-huh. uh, who's my birthday twin. We've mm-hmm. known each other all through grade school. I'm mm-hmm. from a small town, went to a small school, so mm-hmm. we were always birthday twins, and we still laugh about it. And he actually, I charted him recently. He asked me about it because I have been posting a lot of stuff about, like, you know, astrology. Mm-hmm. And he asked me to chart him, and we have very, we have the same sun, moon, love rising. Love it, love it. <laughs> we were born almost at the same time, but mm-hmm. I was born in a different state. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, but had I been born in our hometown, like, mm-hmm. that I moved to on my first birthday, like, we would have had fucking identical charts almost. It's so crazy. My sister has a birthday twin. They were That's born within cool. hours of each other. I need to get both of their charts That's together. Cool. This is so oh, fun. Yeah. Do you have, like, a birthday twin that you yeah, know tell really us well? Yeah, um, And have you ever looked at their chart? If not, and you want to get a chart reading, yeah, um, it, let just, Amy do it. She's yeah, so good Yeah, send me a message if you have a birthday twin. And you ha- can get their time and location. I would love to do like a whole, like a series, a maybe like a birthday type series? of research or something, or maybe a series. That'd be really fun, um, actually. Something where I can compare all these birthday twins and how many synchronicities you had in your life. A research project. I would love oh, to do a I'm research project this. like that. Uh, so definitely send me that information. Help us out with this fun new research project we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a spinoff. I have decided I'm doing a new research project. <laughs> this is good. Um, <laughs> Okay, anyway. So back into their charts. Uh, on Notorious's chart. <laughs> I, love, I love it. <laughs> you called him like 17 to one. He has a lot of names. Mm-hmm. Orius. Orius has Aureus. <laughs> um, Mercury. Oh I can't, I can't, every time you left and interrupt the whole thing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to get it together. I know I'm hilarious, but you're you going to have to calm down. Just too funny. Okay, no, but. <laughs> okay. Um. Mercury, he has it in Taurus here. Okay. Um, and then he has Saturn conjunct the sun, which is interesting. Like, looking at how different their flow was and their their energies as a personality, as, like, an ego, as a being. Um, having Saturn conjunct the sun is a lot different than um, Ceres and Mercury. So... Saturn sounds Saturn. It it, it is. It can be rough. It's conjunction. It's not a square, so it's not just a conflict. But it it does wherever whatever Saturn is next to, uh, it really restricts Mm -hmm. and wants to put a structure and a discipline to. um, So having, but the sun is like the sun. It wants it wants to just exist and express itself and be like you know exuberant, living its best life, things like that. I mean, it sounds like it could be productive, though, kind of. Like it could Saturn be productive, there, so maybe? you get you get pros and cons. Okay, yeah, um, always. <laughs> like you, you would have um, a feeling that you always need to keep in some kind of rigidity with your own self, with your nature, with how you express yourself, with your physicality. Um, there's also restriction in that, so you they might feel like 
uh, you're never reaching your potential, like you've never, uh, or you can't, if you had Jupiter there instead, for example, that's such an expansive uh, planet, it would be like, wow, I'm just overflowing with all of my energy all the time, and I can do anything I ever wanted. Sounds like it's a so much amazing. nicer place. <laughs> and it's, it's very different. Yeah. Um, and then uh, psychologically, this this can show up as depression. I could see that for mm-hmm. him. You know, like I, I could, I could feel that you you can kind of think about it in like just the stark mm-hmm. contrast between uh, like what Tupac put out and mm-hmm. what Biggie put out, and like kind of the difference in vibe. His is a lot slower. Mm-hmm. Is a lot. Kind of is very different. It is. Um, That's what I was thinking too. And the fact that he has Mercury in Taurus rather than Mercury in Gemini. Like when you listen to their music and how yeah. they they get Ooh. in rhythm and speak, um, like slower. Yeah, it's slower. Uh-huh. It's it's more um, methodical. Like Taurus, yeah. it's more. Um, Ooh, that gave me chills. Yeah. I was like, I started really <laughs> thinking about that, and it kind of gave me uh-huh. chills. Ooh. Isn't that weird to think yeah. about? Because like, it's so much of how you communicate yourself. And I then... feel a lot of energy with this entire <laughs> episode. Like, I was mm-hmm. feeling it a lot while I was telling the story, and I'm feeling mm-hmm. it again. Like, ooh. Yeah. yeah this is uh, good. Slow but steady with Taurus energy, and with speaking and thinking, that's how he's going to do it. And then with Tupac, it's in Gemini. It's like, quick, let's let uh, it. Witty, very like, here we go. Like, it'll, yeah, it like feels it's... like that so hard. Like, I feel <laughs> Oh. Feel that so hard. I love this. If you're this gonna look strange. at musicians, absolutely look at their Mercury placements, um, because that's literally their craft is how they think and sound and, and communicate. Yeah, like how they articulate mm-hmm. themselves is mm-hmm. gonna be. Um, I great. really, I'm really especially interested right now in uh, musicians with Mercury's with their Mercury in retrograde. I'm really interested in them right now. Ooh. <laughs> um, have you come across anyone specific that, like, comes to mind? A couple. There? Like, people we know, but... Oh, yeah. I gotta um, know later. Because okay. I'm very interested <laughs> in just kind of, like, having an example mm-hmm. of this. It's yeah, because like, with, with it in uh, retrograde, it becomes more internalized, and you get more, like, moody, like, uh, mm. like deep resonant type of top, like, themes and stuff, and it's really, like, po- more poetic, it seems like. They oh, okay. really focus on, like, that... Um, Oh my gosh. They come puppies. around to what they're yeah. going to say uh, in like a, a more like flowy way, it seems like. So. It feels like it's somebody who might be a writer more so than maybe a speaker. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. It could how be, you express But, but in music, it, it's going to come oh, through in their that. tone. And that's what I'm interested in. Okay. That makes I, I took it to like maybe a songwriter versus mm-hmm. performer, it but both. it could be both. It really just depends on the rest of their placements and... Because it makes me wonder about somebody like Kesha, who is a singer and songwriter, she's a and likes being a songwriter mm-hmm. a lot. But oh, she Pisces. She's spiritual aft too. Yeah. I fucking love her. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we've gone mm-hmm. on a little sidebar music. This is just a cool <laughs> concept. We've never mm-hmm. done music episode mm-hmm. before, so it's like a different, like looking at I different like it. placements. I, I feel like most, um, you know, true crime podcasts don't get into the music industry. So right, this is cool, and I mean, it's not something there's, that we there's done. music industry murders too guys. i definitely want to do it again it's like the sex drugs <laughs> rock and roll is mm-hmm. like definitely the vibe so so along with it. the depression thing that yeah, okay. I, i'm seeing for him there's also a, a saturn square to his moon um and okay. that definitely shows up as depression anxiety feeling like internally like uh the structure of the world's against you and things like that so okay um very very Sounds stressful there and then i'm gonna check tupac's saturn now that we talked about his so okay um i like the going back and forth i really am liking this <laughs> this is i think a good 
Uh, he has some positive aspects on his Saturn. He actually has Saturn sextile the moon. Uh, so, Whoa! So that's another point. contrast, like one of the few things different about their chart you can look at is uh, like one having Saturn against him, uh, more more so against him, more debilitated, and this one having Saturn more in favor um, of yeah of <laughs> of the internal self and the self in general. Um, he does have Saturn really close to his Venus, though, so I don't know okay. much about his love life, but I would see um, some struggle and restriction coming through in that. Uh, so I didn't talk about it also very he, much. Also, before you okay, say anything, sorry. Before, I want to make sure okay, I say something cool. before you go, say go. something. Um, so <laughs> Mercury, his placement of Mercury, too, I could also see him having, um, like, like a relation, like two serious relationships or something, or maybe multiple serious relationships where it's not like he had like uh, one relationship his whole life. He got married and like that was it. He found his person. He th that's not really typically the case with his displacement um, on his chart. Uh, it, it would more likely be uh, tried and failed type of thing. Um, okay. Like different. There might, there's probably, like, in, in, like, traditional, it would be, um, like, they get married once, and that doesn't work out, and they get remarried later. Um, and then, he has, he's probably looking for some kind of individuality in love. He has Uranus trying, um, might be something, like, unique about it, or, uh, spontaneous. Um, and then Vesta is trying as Venus as well, so it's just like a real devotion to okay. whatever he wants to do. So he actually okay. did have a very high-profile relationship. <laughs> um, he is married to Faith Evans, um, who is a very famous singer. I'm going to find um, a Lilith. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and I know that there were a lot of, like, issues. I don't know the details. I know that I have watched the movie Notorious. It's been a while mm -hmm. since I've watched it, but I remember, like, there were, I want to say, like, infidelity issues. Mm -hmm. I can't exactly remember, so don't quote me or come at me. I'm not claiming to, like, I did not. <laughs> I wasn't trying to get deep in their personal yeah. lives because I we had so much heavy mm -hmm. chart stuff. I felt like it was really more important to talk about the crimes and the murder and how those intersected mm -hmm. since there was so much content. Um, <laughs> I like what's happening. Okay, so for the sake of time, um, I'm going to move forward to their synastry charts. To, yes. So this, if you're unfamiliar with what a synastry chart is, I almost got tongue-tied, um, <laughs> is when you take both natal charts and you overlay them. So then you can see all the things mixed up together <laughs> um, and see all the aspects things are making to each other. Um, no. <laughs> uh, all right, so on here... First of all, you know, like I mentioned, same sun sign. We've got um, the moons just about opposite opposite to each other. Uh, Chiron is in the same place, so they both suffer from like physical trauma, um, aggression, trauma of aggression. Okay. Um, you can probably see that in their past. There's also some kind of ego loss or identity loss at probably at some point. Maybe not an identity. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just go with it. Just go with it. I was like, well, I questioned myself. I decided no. Um, oh, right. I <laughs> see. There. Um, I want to look at. Where is it? Where's the other one's best stuff? Uh, we have 
Vesta squares. So whatever they're like devoted to at their core is not is in conflict with each other. So I could see like you know with the Gemini nature and their um, and having so much in common and uh, on the rest of their chart, you know, and having a similar Chiron placement, uh, even almost a trauma bond. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, like there's there's a lot of ways that they would easily get along. Right? Like, but then at their core, they, they probably disagree on, like, their, their, what they're devoted to in life, what they really, truly, um, feel is of value in life. That kind of makes sense, especially Mm -hmm. with, like, the way they, like, started with a friendship, and then Mm -hmm. it, like, kind of turned into, like, there's all this conflict and kind of, like, differences in values is Mm -hmm. what it seems. I mean, you know, obviously there was, like, a rift there, but I feel Mm -hmm. like that riff wouldn't have been, uh, you know, if you just know somebody has your back, you're not going to suspect them even if they're at the same place at the same time as you, you know, but if you Mm -hmm. feel like there's something, like if you were in the same place as me at the same time, something Mm -hmm. awful happened to me Mm -hmm. there, I would never be like, Amy, God, it was definitely Amy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it could spin that way if I Mm -hmm. wanted to tell myself that narrative, but I would never, like, I know you wouldn't feel that. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, exactly. And which one, which one said that they thought the other one was involved with So, um, Tupac is the one who suspected Biggie of being involved in his robbery where he was shot, uh, okay. which started the whole fucking, like, whole problem. Because um, they both have um, their moons square to the other one's Venus. Okay. <laughs> and um, uh. Tupac's moon is also square to uh, Biggie's uh, Mars sign. So Mars is having to do with aggression and, um, like, taking action in a physical way like that. Um, I could see why he would be internally, like, suspicious of his actions based on their sinistry chart about things. Okay. Um, Their Mars signs, let's see, um, Tupac's is in Aquarius, and then um, Biggie Smallsies (laughs) is in Cancer. Very different. Very different. Very different. Mm-hmm. And he has a uh, Mars conjunct Venus, so it's like uh, very passionate, very passionate in, in Cancer, very moody and passionate oh. type of type of love life. That seems on um, brand. <laughs> fire, it really does. Yeah. Fire, very fiery, very watery. Uh, kind of probably a little dramatic, but maybe more, maybe less out in the open slightly than uh, the other ones. Um, Let's see. What else on there is do I want to say? I like I like feeling the difference. Like I like the mm-hmm. sinistry because, yeah, it's. So I think like, it really resonates with me. Like beyond music, like you can kind of get more of a feel for their personalities. Because I don't mm-hmm. know a whole lot about their individual personalities, like outside of being performers and right. Um, well, when you, when you look at their sun signs, you know, Gemini can be a lot of different types of ways. They uh, not have <laughs> exactly known. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's But a, if we go through their moons, because, um, see, I'm getting confused. I have to, like, check back before I say anything. They do Tupac's, so many similarities. Tupac's moon is an Aries. Uh-huh. Um, so looking at their internal selves are, are different. You know, Aries versus Virgo moon is very, very different. Very different. <laughs> um, an Aries moon is, you know, adventure-seeking. It's playful. It's always kind of young at heart. Um, spontaneous self-starting they're probably more focused on um the initiating of a project rather than like carrying it through okay um, like I you know a lot of that. times 
like Aries energy, like it, um, maybe not for the moon sign, but uh, for just in general, uh, can be like kind of one hit wonder type of people. Okay, I often <laughs> say this about Aries energy when I look at when I talk about the fire signs, mm-hmm. I always say Aries is like a gunshot. And the, mm-hmm. um, it's like uh, Leo yeah. energy is more like an active fire. It's like a dancing mm-hmm. fire. And Sag mm-hmm. energy to me is like a slow burning coal. That's like that deep, intense, like long burning mm-hmm. coal. Like that's similar to what I say. And yeah. yeah, that's how mm-hmm. I've always felt about the three sides. But like Aries that. definitely feels like gunshot, explosion, mm-hmm. like fucking fast, furious. But mm-hmm. not necessarily like that stamina versus like Sag energy mm-hmm. to me, which has that to be on fire for like a yeah yeah to I carry it through sure. like that. So. Mm-hmm. And Aries moon is also combative, more combative, because they process their feelings through Mars, um, with with their with the Aries ruler being Mars, um, and the moon being about your how you process emotions. This really brings it like, oh, we process our emotions with with Mars, with anger, with with uh, warrior energy. Okay, and so a lot of them don't. Uh, feel good about doing that and they like to just try to avoid their feelings but if he, a musician probably uh, has is using that partly to express feelings so. and it, that again um, tying in with like the Gemini mm-hmm. Sun and Gemini mm-hmm. Mercury placement mm-hmm. he had so much fiery passion like that mm-hmm. warrior energy like in mm-hmm. the emotion it carries Absolutely. through in the way and you, I know you heard it yeah just hearing you immediately hear in his music like mm-hmm. the way he speaks like that <laughs> yeah the power behind mm-hmm. it right is, and then compared that. to Biggie's, who has uh, the moon in Virgo, um, where Virgo is more about the follow through and, uh, so, you know, finding a routine is literally Virgo energy. It's more practical. Mm-hmm. It's, it is intuitive, but it's, it's more um, grounded and fastidious and critical Um it it seeks it's or Virgo moon seeks security through uh, patterns and analysis. I love uh, it. I'm wanting to that. wanting to care for others and really um, like be of service mm-hmm. in internally with it, especially emotionally. Um, it's it's more of a light energy where like uh, to Aries is more aggress- aggressive, um, yes. reactive. Um, more driven, and you can you can see how just how they approach in the music. It's sort of different. Yeah, it feels very fire versus earth. I mean, you can feel it like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so we wanted to look at um, your favorite name to say. <laughs> I'm just deciding how I was going to say. It I know, this time. like I'm ready to hear how you're going to say it this time because you've been really giving me Soogie, good stuff. Oogie oogie oogie. Night. Oh man, a uh, sugi night. Because okay. um, I don't remember anything about his like birth stuff at all. It's like total surprise. I don't. I'm ready. All right, he's an Aries. Okay. All right. He's at the he's at the last degree of Aries, the final degree. Um, this can bring mm-hmm. in like. Kind of a Taurusy influence on his sun sign, um, and his sun is conjunct Venus and Vesta. And whenever the Vesta is conjunct the sun, it really creates this effect of you are your biggest priority. Um, you are devoted to yourself. 
to your, oh. to yourself, to your happiness, to your being. Okay. Um, so it's, it can be good and bad. That's what I was, I was like, at, you know, at first I thought, okay, that's, that's rough. But then I was like, oh wait, but if that's an evolved placement, uh-huh. that could be like yeah. being your highest self and like living exactly. really great. And then if it's like mm-hmm. a really poor, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, exactly. It can be hot garbage. <laughs> is what it can be. Uh huh. And Venus being conjunct the sun too. Self love, good and bad. You know, mm-hmm. like it can. It has a high resonance and a low resonance. Right. Um. And then he has. Let's see. Don't have a birth time. His moon is in Sagittarius conjunct the South Node. So okay. moon conjunct the South Node. You have this on your turn. I was gonna say, I feel like this sounds really familiar. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. I should know what this is. Like I, I feel mm-hmm. like I kind of do. But it can, please talk it about can it. Come through as issues with the mother, um, and also <laughs> that in your past life or in your past, uh, you had a lot to do with feelings and the mother and moods and really focused mm. on emotional things. I do um, remember this. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it can also show uh, going through major phases of rejecting your feelings of uh you not wanting to be in your feelings anymore it not really serving you to keep being like that mm-hmm. um because it is your south node ultimately and you want to you don't want to live in your south node you want to integrate what you have learned that can move you forward into your north node um so <laughs> okay i like this i like the refresher on the south node because mm-hmm. it's like one that I don't think about too very mm-hmm. much. Like, I feel like I'm more North Node focused, as we should all be. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you really, you want to aim for the South Node. For like you sure. see, I wrote mine over there on my chart. I noticed so that I could remember it. Like <laughs> it's perfect. I, I really tried to like get better at learning. But Suki Suki Man didn't make music, right? He he's like a producer. producer. Like uh, like he like I guess. What did I say? CEO. That's right. CEO mm-hmm. of uh, Death Row Records. Yes. 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 That's okay. correct. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to say, I'm not really getting musician vibes So from he's his, not but, like but making he, it, but he's mm-hmm. like producing right. it. He's involved like, with the structure of it. Okay. And the, and the uh, like. Structure feels Taurus-y, like What you is said. it called when you, um, the distribution. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, marketing and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, he has, I'm trying to think of what to talk about that relates to our story on his chart. Um, he was in the car, right? Yeah, he was absolutely in the car. I mean, I guess I think about like, do you feel like he was scheming? I, this is where I'm torn because I, I feel like, okay, so if you look back at him making sure that he was taking care of Tupac's family mm-hmm. while incarcerated. He actually was like, I'm going to go ahead and sign you to a record label mm-hmm. while you're incarcerated. I'm mm-hmm. going to like shell out this money. I'm going to pay, you know, I'm going to pay to get you out. I'm going to like, I'm going to do all these things for you financially. And to me, it feels like there was always something in it for him. Not like I'm just doing this out of the goodness of my heart. I feel mm-hmm. like it might've been some he was that. his own first priority. Exactly. And that's what you're saying here mm-hmm. is I'm like, you know, that does kind of lead me to believe, like, he was only looking out for number one. You know, mm-hmm. like, he doesn't seem like an evolved energy, especially, like, he's still in prison for, like, doing garbage things right mm-hmm. now. So, and he's not like somebody mm-hmm. who's had, like, a really great moral compass, really great value. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he's a person who could do some crooked shit. Obviously, he's been caught doing it, you know, and convicted mm-hmm. for it. So, it's, it's one of those things where... 
he could have been scheming the whole time, just like knowing he wanted Tupac on his label and knowing like I can have a one up on him. I can have a hold on him because I'm going to do him all these favors. You know, he's going to have mm-hmm. this loyal. He's trying to like. It feels like he's trying to buy loyalty in a way. Yeah. Um, and like bring it in in this like. Again, it's, like, real scheming and calculated because there's definitely something in it for me looking out for myself. But it's going to – I'm trying to make it pass mm-hmm. it off as something else in this, like, devoted mm-hmm. friendship. Like, it feels mm-hmm. – so, but it also does feel like he did care about him, too. It's, like, because I do feel like maybe he was involved in, like, the, yeah. the biggie stuff. Like, oh, how dare you can't kill my friend. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you. I'm going to get you back, kind of. <laughs> uh, but also that may have been less about Tupac and more about just this existing rivalry. True. And more about the, like – you know the mm-hmm. principle of it and less about avenging his friend right it's you could spin it a hundred ways and like so many people have spun it so in all these different ways and so my personal opinion is i just still don't know he seems like he's just not a great guy like there's a lot of evidence mm-hmm. for that so i'm gonna lean in that way of like he was everything he did was in his own favor which makes sense with what you said about his chart it mm-hmm. does seem like it is that way um but i don't know that he was like Scheming in a in a malicious intentional way. It's just like always like this, maybe. He was always like that, maybe. Here's my impression from the chart. Okay, okay. <laughs> I want to hear your rundown because that's just my vibe. So, alright. Um, so he has Neptune in Scorpio in retrograde. And Neptune in Scorpio can add more um, manipulation and deception to Neptune. Okay. Where it already is about illusions and kind of the veil. Mm-hmm. Um and it is trying over to this little conjunction he has in Pisces. Um, it's a water, it's a water trine. Um, he has Saturn, Ceres, and Chiron there. And Chiron, you know, is obviously like your traumas and vulnerabilities and how you heal yourself. Um, and Saturn is your structure. When Saturn is in, in is in Pisces, it is more wishy-washy. It's not it's not really able to actually make a foundation like it wants to. And so, um, see my Saturn's in Aquarius. So all the people born like right after me, uh, like 1994, like 19 between probably trying to think how many years Saturn's in the sign again, off the top of my head. Um, like first several years after like 1994 time, um, all these people had Saturn in Pisces. Um, and it, they all struggled more with um, like having to exist in structures and like go to school. Oh, like if you if you have Saturn yeah. Pisces, you probably had a lot of issues with abiding by the structures of the world. Like problems with authority is what it um, feels like. It, pro- a it can be bit. problems with authority, but that's probably more Saturn Aquarius. Oh, oh <laughs> rebel energy. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 like yeah. Rebel energy. That feels right. Okay. Yeah. So this is. They're probably upset about it more than like uh, irritated and wanting to innovate it. Pisces Saturn is more like I'm upset about it. Like, so like, and I, I want to escape it. from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> this is, yes, yes. This is lot, this is more um, like addictions, escapism type of territory. Um, uh, and if it has to do with if it's touching your moon or if it's interacting with your moon or sun, it can really create a lot of like dissonance and mood uh, psychological issues um, like depression and, and things like that and dissociating more. Um, mm. Just throwing, throwing that out there. He does have Saturn square the moon, um, uh, which is on the south node. So there's definitely these bouts of him. 
being um, kind of faltering and trying to live in this like rigid structure of the world and create something for yourself. <laughs> but being no. in the music industry really create like adds that little bit of a uh, fluidity. Having um, him being in the music industry with Saturn adds that that watery element, that fluidity to the structure of the industry. It's not the same as like being in like accounting or something like that. Um, it, there's not as many rigid levels to move forward with success because Saturn is of Capricorn. Think a reminder, just a reminder there. It rules Capricorn, and Saturn wants to um, slowly climb this mountain and reach a series of goals and um, really end up having this huge achievement um, at the end. But with Pisces, it just doesn't work. They get lost, and so it, you kind of just like trip over yourself over time, and you you kind of get a little bit of a structure, and then it all washes away. Uh, I, I, yeah, I can see that. It's very not difficult. Want, would not want my Pisces placement mm-hmm. to be there. Like, mm-hmm. um, and he has Ceres there as well. Uh, this is almost like a this is almost foundation for love type of space, and Chiron where he has his traumas and. Things like that. He really probably went through some kind of massive uh, mental, emotional health Ooh. issue. I wonder what it was. Um, yeah. So there's definitely there <laughs> something there. But what I'm looking at as far as um, him being deceptive, um, there's a trine from Saturn and Chiron and Ceres over to that Neptune placement. And this, this shows that the structure he created in his life um, is trauma-based, so that means it's not, uh, it's either going to be him healing others or bringing others down out of a trauma response. Um, and then having it trine to Neptune, is it's, it means there's a, a, a perfect flow of energy between those two placements on his chart uh, with deception and stuff going on. Uh, from there, it's like he can really create a structure for himself to um, be deceptive as he feels. Ew. Um, and but then I with his, himself being his first priority, there's also a lot of this uh, in issues, um, internalized issues. Uh, he has a grand square on his chart of the Pisces conjunction the north and south node with the moon and mars uranus and pluto over in virgo um having that grand square just really shows that this is such a huge part of his life path with this interaction within his chart um this Sounds is intense this is like the one of the big arcs of his journey in this life um and it's also related to this weird I'm saying weird because Uranus is involved. Okay. Um, a plutonic death-related Pluto is there, and like <laughs> aggression energy. There's like a hidden element of that with Pluto too. So I think oh. all of those little planets right there really show a major um, part of his arc as well. So it's his his life story, you know. Yeah. Um, like when you want to tell his story, I wish I could see his midheaven. <laughs> I wish I could see all their midheavens. Um, which should show what they're really known for. Right. Um, we do have biggies. Oh, yeah. I forgot we have mm-hmm. his birth time. Did you say... I know you said it on our breakdown. Mm-hmm. You actually said it on the He's podcast. He's a Pisces rising. Mm-hmm. Okay. Biggie was, we looked at their... Because you thought cancer initially. I thought he was a like a cancer. And then, but then Pisces, yeah. 
And then you did have a guess and then for Tupac. I really finally. think Tupac's is is a sad. He's. I really think he's a satirizing just based off of his. Um, his face <laughs> and like his energy that makes sense to me like because mm-hmm. i feel like it's more fire i mm-hmm. feel like but it's a different fire than like his aries moon it just mm-hmm. I, yeah i could see i could see it being mm-hmm. i really think I it's think a, it's a guess. Um, i wanted everybody else's guesses if you have <laughs> yes yes um oh yeah i was gonna look at biggie's uh midheaven real quick Oh, yes, As in Sagittarius. Yes. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. And he has Jupiter there. So you're, he's known for um, his, like, expansion and growth. And it's in retrograde, so it's more internalized, probably. It has more to do with, like, his inner growth, his inner um, connection to the world or spirituality. Oh. Um, him, like, really working his way up to the top. Man, they're both so young. Capricorn. When I think about like them working the rays, I'm like, they were 24 and 25. Oh, like, they were. Such a fucking bummer. Yeah. I always thought when I was so yeah. young, I thought all these people were so old. Well, because to you, they, they were. were. To me, they I were mean, so old. But, like, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where you just really think about, like, think about what I was doing when I was 24 and 25. I was certainly not making hit records. <laughs> I was certainly not number one in the rap game like I wanted to be. I was oh giving God. it my best shot. No one was into what I had to offer. So I think I'll look at their death chart. Yes. No, first I want to talk about the commonalities on their death chart. Okay. So with the death chart, um, do you do it like you do a sinister reading where you overlap them, or are you just doing? Like I've done a that before. Okay. Um, I can look at it in a lot of ways. I, I could actually no. Okay, for Columbine they had the same death time, so that was like an easy one to mm-hmm. like look at both. Mm-hmm. Um, this I don't know if it makes. I don't know. I'm just interested in hearing some layers. I'll tell you what I'm doing. doing. You just okay. do your thing. I just... So what I... This is the most interesting, which is why I pulled this first, is their deaths overlaid. Because their okay. deaths are only six months apart. Right. Um, oh, and there's a lot of weird similarities with their deaths and on the surface level. On every level, there's like weird synchronicities going on. Um, like on the surface level, you know, like... Oh, they're they're born about a year apart, and they died about a year apart. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they both. Oh, they both <laughs> were shot to death at a mm-hmm. fucking stoplight mm-hmm. by a fucking sedan at yep. the park, like sitting duck after leaving an event late at night mm-hmm. with another person. What? Very weird. Uh, they both. It was both the cities. There were Las Vegas and Los Angeles. All mm-hmm. these like famous lost cities. Uh, major lost cities. Only three hours away from each other, too. Three hours away from the same area of the planet, really. Um, Same time zone and shit, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... Actually, pretty sure it is. I'm bad at time zones. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to claim to be good at them. Why did I even say that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And when you look at the charts, there's a lot of similarities as well. Um, Obviously, because it's close in time, but also because of just just the way it happened to time out and how it had to interact with their uh, birth charts. I'm excited. Um, for someone to die, the, the transit chart has to allow it on, like, compared to their natal chart. So with their... I'm not surprised that the death charts are so similar because um, <laughs> their natal charts are so similar, so it had to correlate in a similar way for them to be able to die and pass on. Okay. Got my pen. Don't worry. I know. I was gonna. Drop I was gonna in. offer mine, but I just need something to hold while yeah. I'm writing. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, so, 
they were both born around, or no, not born. They both died around a new moon, like within the day of a new moon. Whoa! Um, and they're opposite, and they're in opposition. Um, so, <laughs> crazy. Uh, Pisces. Uh, let's see. It was uh, Biggie. Biggie died around a Pisces new moon, and uh, Tupac died around a Virgo new moon. Like literally Whoa. opposite on the chart. Um, <laughs> Whoa. and that is just so crazy to me the, they're both about the same distance apart uh, like the moon had moved about the same amount of ways past the around the new moon it's just so perfect on the chart it looks so That's cool wild. Um, so they're it's opposition there um, let's see they both had trying to like make sense of my notes again now it's been a minute since i wrote these <laughs> mm-hmm. i know i i know you said that before so it was when <laughs> what did i even what did this mean <laughs> what did this mean um Sagitt- they both pluto had moved into sagittarius Ooh, on both, so they both had that happening um and it uh let's see i i feel this a lot with it being a gunshot um where I know you were talking about how gunshot re- reminds you of uh, like Aries energy, mm-hmm. um, but for it to be like the nature of it just uh, being so. I'm trying to remember what I wrote, how I wrote this note, what my whole thought was behind oh, this man. note. Um, <laughs> Anxiously waiting. It'll come to me maybe later. Um, they. Le- uh, Lilith was in Leo for both of them, so this shows a lot of their... Um, oh, and there's a square to Pluto. That's probably why I wrote that next. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like their liberation, their self-liberation um, was really taken away in a public way. Okay. Uh, and it that was really talked sense. about and dramatized a lot because of that Leo issue. Um, they had... Uh, Mercury also was conjunct the sun and moon for both of them, uh, both of their death charts, which is another big issue that like that's a lot of makes everything a topic of conversation. Wow, because this was just like Uh, such a big mm -hmm. fucking deal, such a big fucking deal. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my god, especially the way like tabloids and stuff were different than like Mm -hmm. social media didn't exist then but like tabloids did Mm -hmm. and when you think about before we had social media we lived and died like essentially as a culture Mm -hmm. by like tabloids (laughs) and like print media was so Mm -hmm. big and like you know watching the news and watching Mm -hmm. you know mtv and you know bt all the different channels that would have been like covering this entire thing oh i see why i remembered why i talked about pluto and uranus so pluto had moved into sagittarius which adds this spontaneity to pluto and pluto is like death and uh, transformation and going to the depths of things, but right now we're talking about death. <laughs> um, so having it just move into Sagittarius really changes it from a Scorpionic type of death to a Sagittarian type of death, and having that mm-hmm. that spontaneous um, element there. And then Uranus, which is the planet of you know quirky, quirky, unique, spontaneous energy, um, had just moved into its sign that it rules Aquarius. I was about to ask if it was the ruler mm-hmm. of Aquarius. I was pretty sure I've been trying to like test myself mm-hmm. if I remember it all. <laughs> You're doing good. I've been really trying to mm-hmm. do a good job lately. <laughs> so there's there's these two planets that just switch signs into a more spontaneous sign. Um, 
in their death charts matching so it's like this ambient energy behind uh, their deaths was just like ready to allow this to happen whenever every all these oh, faster moving planets that makes lined up correctly. So much sense because I mm-hmm. have that Capricorn uh, and Pluto, like mm-hmm. like Scorpio, mm-hmm. place. like I have those two placements in my chart. So I'm like right before this era, like of where the energy was like changing, but the planets changed signs at this time. Yeah, yeah. I was like, like wait, what? Like, like, we're talking about how it <laughs> yes. switched over into like those two mm-hmm. more fire energies. I have the like in my chart the ones like mm-hmm. right the ones before, before that. Yep, so yep. I feel like oh, what a shift! Like mm-hmm. that's very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I know those other energies. Like they feel yeah, from because my to my Uranus is in Capricorn too, okay, and then yeah. uh, my Pluto is also in Scorpio. So yeah, it's yeah, it, it's like right before that energy shifted mm-hmm. into a whole different. Like, and it, I feel like if you lived through it, you know. You, mm-hmm. you feel that that you felt Things that shift did feel really shifty at that time mm-hmm. like I remember this is so weird I was a fourth grader in 1996 and I remember at the time being like this is the year and I remember being like this is the mm-hmm. year for music which is so weird I was such a weird Ooh. kid I was really oh, like Pisces you were picking up on a lot of energy I was so into music and so into like pop culture I was so into everything that was like all about this time I, I was like nine <laughs> eight or nine years old that's, that's so, so into and then, it and then Biggie would have died like right before your birthday mm-hmm. yes I yes mm-hmm. you remember going on I do remember I didn't quite know who they were and it wasn't like into rap yet I was still a little young for for that type of like more aggressive music but um I did like remember hearing about it and knowing about it and like all the conspiracy stuff so <laughs> perfect yeah mm. conspiracy theories yeah what do you do you feel any like see anything conspiracy anything spooky anything spooky <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. Conspiracy theories can can are very like uh, Neptune in an Earth sign, and the, you know <laughs> Neptune was in Capricorn, still is at the tail end, moving towards Aquarius, which can uh, you can kind of also see that being um, more of a conspiracy yeah. type of energy when it's low vibrational for sure too, yeah. um, and. Yeah, that Neptune on the cusp between Capricorn and Aquarius is very conspiracy feeling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Let me see the which one was first. Who died first? I'm just looking. Yeah, I'm just okay, looking. So okay. Because I was looking at the midheaven of their death charts. Because when you... Oh, because we've got cause, times. So right. So the midheaven okay. of the chart would be, like, what their death was known for, Ooh, right? Ooh, yeah. And so for the first one... Um, for two. <laughs> yeah. For the first one... Um, yeah, I'm, like... I'm, like, double... I keep double-checking my stuff here because it's so <laughs> It's confusing. so similar. It's so true. It's, like... Uh, my mind's getting tripped up. Their back. birth and death charts were both like really mm-hmm. similar. I bet it is confusing going back and right. forth and like what am I even? So the first one uh, has <laughs> the midheaven in Scorpio. Okay. Um, so at first it's this shocking uh, taboo type of, type of story totally out, out to the public, right? Totally. Um, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> so much mystery and so mm-hmm. much like wondering Pluto was what's there. up and mm-hmm. oh and man, and Vesta was there. Um, so you're focused on like we were so devoted to this person we were so oh my god and there and there's that element and then there's this plutonic like intensity to it and um really wanting to figure out 
what this hidden nature of it is. And then by the time um, Biggie dies, the midheaven is then Libra. Or, well, it's, it, that's the wrong way to say that sentence, but you know what I'm saying. It was in Libra. Right, right. Um, and Bolas was in the house and Chiron was in the house. But in Libra, it creates like this partnership energy. So it was known for it being similar to another oh. another case. Oh my so, gosh, that makes sense. <laughs> Ah, the public, mind. Mm-hmm. Mind. I love this so much. <laughs> we should have looked at the Midheavens for the other death charts we had. Yeah, this is fucking amazing. It it adds the the public image of the because death. that is all anybody thought about was the mm-hmm. connection to Tupac. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the Tupac's was the and shock. it seemed oh it was seemed God. excessively similar, right? With yes. Bolus there, oh, Bolus exaggerated. Nature, exaggerated, and it's like, oh my God, what? And yes. then Chiron is there, and it's it's like we got to stop this. Tra- this this is terrible. This the is, world was traumatizing. Like, oh my god, traumatizing. Exactly. Um, to lose two artists like that so mm-hmm. quick. Like, I can't think of that happening today. Like, who would be the equivalent of that happening, like, right fucking now? And, like, how fucking crazy would that be? Like, to think of any two big hip-hop artists, and if they died six months apart in extremely similar fucking ways, that would be nuts now, mm-hmm. too. Like, it's crazy. This is wild, so. It really is. God. Hmm. The death chart is, like, so I really liked looking at their death charts together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot going on. I think it just really tells more mm-hmm. of like a story of mm-hmm. just how crazy this whole thing is. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. It really is. Let's see. I want to see where the sun was in relation to the death charts. So real quick, I'll just pull their natal and deaths together. Okay. Uh, and then that'll probably be a last of it. What right. I'm gonna do. I love all the different charts that you had for this one because, like, <laughs> there was a lot to look at and a lot to talk about. Obviously, there's a lot to this story. Mm-hmm. I like I like exploring it through the charts more so than conspiracy theories. I think. Yeah, because also you know if we if we wanted to look go th- run through all the conspiracy theories, oh, I yeah. could kind of say like, well, this is more likely based on their charts. That is actually mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like doing that. Um, so on Tupac's death chart, um, I want to look at the eighth house compared to his natal chart because the eighth house shows more of your death. Um, and I don't have his birth time, so I only can look at the eighth house through his death chart and through the rising of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's see, there's the midheaven. We'll look out loud for you guys. <laughs> okay, so his the rising of his death <laughs> was Capricorn, um, and huh. he had his North Node there. He has this North Node in that house in Mars and Vesta um, in his vertex. So it shows that there was there part of his destiny was to die like this wait this is tupac right yeah interesting uh and he was he died first yeah mm-hmm. um so this was part of his destiny uh, for it to be that and also his vertex is there so showing he was really just randomly pushed into it you know it wasn't mm-hmm. like um it's not like he chose to he like he knew he wanted to die like that right or something um, it's quite obvious like somebody took it, hit it was it him. just like, happened you know. to be you know it was where the universe positioned him mm-hmm. to that's a good way to say a vertex situation it's where the universe keep kept 
kept pushing you into. It's the position the universe kept putting you into. Right, because then there's the other time that he was actually shot. And, mm-hmm. and you know, like, it, mm-hmm. like I can see that being a continuous mm-hmm. push. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then in the eighth house of his death chart um, is the son of that time, which is really cool. Um, it shows that the... It was like the... It showed the time of day that he died with the sun being the body and your vitality in the house of death. Um, which is really cool. Um, wow. He has... he in his, From his natal chart, he has Pluto, Lilith, and Uranus in the eighth house of his death chart. <laughs> it's like I'm saying a lot of things. Um, but this bring... This shows that Pluto was in the eighth house of his death time so like um pluto was in the house of the sign it rules it's like death on death on death, death on, on death, death is what it feels like it's like scorpio <laughs> and death and there was death on death <laughs> and, uh, and lilith was there in uranus uranus shows that it was unexpected spontaneous um lilith brings in this manipulation aspect um so I'm not, you know, that could show up a lot of different ways. The spookiness of that. I, <laughs> That's what uh-huh, it is. It really could. It shows a lot of spookiness. Spookiness. All right, and then I'll, I'll switch over to other one. Okay, let's go to Big E now. All right. Big A. Big A. Big A. <laughs> I love it. You're, you're cracking me up. Oh. Big A was, um, <laughs> that sounds like Big Gay. Bijie. Uh, Bijie. You can, like, say it French. Bijie. Bijie. Has the rising of his death chart in Sagittarius on his midheaven, which is insane. It is in right of degree after his uh, midheaven. So he is known for his death. Like, Whoa. before anything else, you know, I said Jupiter was also in his 10th house in his midheaven. Um, but before that, he's known for his death. Man, um, that's crazy. Crazy energy going on. It's like death overshadowing everything you've done in your life. Mm-hmm. It's like your death just fucking... It, to a lot of the public, it, it yeah. may. Um, that's a wild concept. Which is funny, because didn't I recognize the Tupac song, but not the Biggie songs? Uh, opposite. You recognize mm. the Biggie song because I did. Papa. Oh well, I tried. you were like, "Oh, I know this one." I know this. And one. then Tupac, you were That's like, "This funny. isn't what I expected at all." Because you expected it to be similar to Biggie because it was. Mm-hmm. It all came out around the mm-hmm. same time. Like you, mm-hmm. they. Uh, I did expect it to be. similar. And it's not similar at all. Um, and I like both of them. I, I liked both of them as artists and like mm-hmm. still like both their music. Mm-hmm. Um, I do resonate more with Tupac. I think, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, it's, and, like, the very different energies. And for his death to be the second one, though, I could really see why, like, like Biggie's people are really that. knowing it, him for the death more so, because it's like, what? Right. It was so <laughs> crazy. Um, and then the eighth house of his death chart. Ooh. Uh, we have the south node in Ceres in Leo. And the south node being in the death chart... Shows something to do with the past, like we're looking back to something else. Um, <laughs> we're looking back to something else, like the other guy's death that was just about the same. So crazy. Um, and then Ceres is there, uh, which has to do with foundation and comfort. Um, is his vertex also in that house? It is. <laughs> so cool. Um, so the other one had 
Vertex sitting in a strong place on the death chart, and he does too. That's so crazy. He was just thrown into it. Similarities across the board. Um, And then, but I do have Biggie's death time, so I can look at his actual eighth house according to his death chart. Which oh, is... Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting this birth time every time. <laughs> we got a birth time for this one. So which nice. is in, like... Is it the same place as... Oh, my God. Probably. Probably. I'm going to go ahead and say probably to probably. whatever you're about to ask. Pull up. The other one's death chart. I like how you just keep it. saying the other one. Because... <laughs> and... <laughs> so, now you're going back to Tupac. I just keep, like, translating who the other one is. Thank you. I'm, I'm trying to help. <laughs> I don't have much to offer in this department except assigning names for everybody. All right. Helping it's differentiate. Similar placements. Okay, I gotta I gotta switch back so I'm not getting too confused here. <laughs> I bet it is confusing. Again, these it's charts are a lot of are charts like, and a lot of similarities. Yeah. And like, mm, okay, so we have that. apologize for all the dead time i apologize uh, for all the dog time um <laughs> she's doing better i need a babysitter i'm the dog babysitter is the problem <laughs> need to outsource <clears throat> these animals at some time at some point i need a vacation you really do need a vacation <laughs> a dog Dog a dog-free free time. You know, I feel like a mom who never gets a break because I work from home and I'm with my dog is 24-7. <sighs> well, is there anything else we want to look at? I feel like we've looked at a lot of things. I almost said, let's look at Suge Knight's death jar, but he's still alive, so that's that's not a thing. Um, yeah, we can't just kill him off for our episode. No, that's not really what we're about here at Dark Alignment. We um, discourage making things happen in the world to suit our story. That's not what we're trying to do here. Yeah. <laughs> Any parting things that you see that you want to call out before we wrap up? Well, Biggie's... Okay, I'm seeing one more thing on the death thing okay. for Biggie. Um, is that his eighth house was in Libra, which, again, has to do with how I talked about the midheaven of his death chart was in Libra as well. So it's okay. like people... It's what he, his death is known for uh, being... It's more confirmation that his death was known for being okay. related to another one. There's a duality. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um... That is kind of a bummer, though. I feel like I would want my death to stand on its own. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, they died like that other person. (laughs) I would be really bummed out. I'd be like, okay, my death is getting overshadowed (laughs) by this other death that already happened. Mm -hmm. No, that's terrible to say. (laughs) I'm just saying awful things. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when your birthday was overshadowed by COVID. You know what? COVID, she was upset. I really was because my birthday was literally like the first weekend of the whole shutdown in March. And I was like, this is some bullshit. Because by the time, you know, literally everyone else had their birthdays for the entire year, we were all used to COVID. Mm-hmm. I was used to having um, justice and going out in public and enjoying my life. So, yeah, I definitely felt like I mm-hmm. was pretty mad until I realized that this was just life now. <laughs> I was too stupid to know better at that point in time. I really thought it was just like mm-hmm. I was being completely targeted. 
Love it. You know, by I was personally victimized by COVID nineteen ruining my birthday. Um, anyway, that's hilarious. I do hope I get a birthday this year or next In year. Next year, well, it's well, almost depending a new on when year. we release this episode. Yeah, actually, this is either the last episode of twenty twenty for us, or or the first of twenty twenty one. Right. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see how we spin it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see when it gets uploaded. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to Dakota for inspiring the music industry. Um, death. Yes. yes. This was a really cool concept. Mm-hmm. It was something that we hadn't thought of before. Mm-hmm. And uh, sidebar on that, too, is the next episode that we're doing is actually came from a fan mm-hmm. suggestion. So um, keep giving us suggestions. We really love it. It was actually it. a case that's pretty big that I personally hadn't ever uh, done too much research on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a ton of fun uh, working on that one. So we've got more shit prepared for mm-hmm. you guys and ready to roll. And speaking of more more shit for you guys, mm-hmm. if you get on the Patreon, we're about to... <laughs> <laughs> we're about to, after this uh, record a quick Patreon video. Patreon quickie. Um, we're going to talk about more music, how music industry and getting into music can show up on your chart. Uh, we're going to talk about maybe a few celebs, yep. uh, that, yeah. and their charts within music and charting, um, and your experience in the music industry. Yes, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, a little uh, bit about all that stuff. If you yes. want to see that video, you'll have to get on the Patreon. That's right. You have to support us on there. And find us mm-hmm. on Instagram. Follow us. Subscribe. Mm-hmm. Like. Check us out. We're on all the platforms. Rate. Review. Um, give us five stars if you like what we're doing for you guys. Mm-hmm. Again, any support you give us is appreciated. Mm-hmm. Even give just taking the time. On YouTube. We're eating <laughs> Even just taking the time uh, out to listen. We're so happy you guys are here. Mm-hmm. Y'all are fucking awesome. It's been another fantastic year of doing this podcast. Yes. Um, and with that, uh, hope you continue to love yourselves and please chart all the bitches in your life. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.